popping, guys? Um, this is the week eight. Oh, this is pretty close. Uh, this is going to be the uh, week eight review. We're going to talk about uh, Thursday's game because we didn't cover it the last stream. We're also going to talk about um, all the rest of the other games. And we got um, special guest Kevlar over here. He's going to be joining us today. He'll uh, chime in here and there, but we're going to let him kick off with the Packers and Cardinals game. I want to hear what he thinks about the game, and uh, let's let's get her off. By far, I think, if you, I mean, you could take an L at any point in the first seven weeks, and the fact that the Cardinals hadn't, they, that that's just you know them playing good football. But if we didn't get that L for the Saints for just being boof, we'd be undefeated as well which would put even more on that game. But the fact that the Cardinals were undefeated until they uh, saw us walk in the door and our team, half of our team's missing, I mean, uh, that's a huge win for the Packers. Yeah, I was very shocked by this result. Um, in case you didn't watch, the Packers ended up winning this game 24-21. to 21. Um, Primarily using their rushing attack, they ran for 151 yards, 78 by A.J. Dillon, 59 by Aaron Jones. Um, Rodgers didn't really have to do much in the past game. I mean, it was mostly short completions for him. He had that one meme touchdown where he threw for a couple yards to Cobb and got slammed on his head. (laughs) Made a funny-looking face. Um, But this game really surprised me because Arizona was healthy. Green Bay was beat up. I mean, without Devontae Adams, the best receiver in football, in my opinion. Um, I mean, granted, Hopkins was limited with his hamstring. We didn't see him much after the first drive when he made a big 55-yard catch. It was a touchdown, but ended up getting called back for an offensive face mask. But, I mean, then the Cardinals looked like they were going to win it at the end, and they had that blunder at the goal line. A.J. Green didn't turn around and look for the ball. One of the biggest mistakes of the season so far by a player, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know how you – can do that in crunch time, not at least be aware to look for the ball. Is it is it the biggest mistake of the receiver, or is it the biggest play of the corner? I mean, you give the corner some credit, but at the end of the day, when you watch the play, the receiver didn't even turn around and make an attempt for the ball, so that's was kind of his fault, too. Well, yeah, Rasul Douglas, fresh off the Cardinals practice squad, yeah. comes in, <laughs> and uh, his old home turf gets himself a uh, pick to win it. Yeah, yeah, that was a huge play. And he waved goodbye to all the Arizona fans too after he got it. Made sure to let him know. Yeah, so um, I I do wanna I'm gonna chime in. Um, I mean I I want to say uh Rogers, I mean had a good game considering yeah. what he had. Yeah, uh, there was he did. There was a lot of like miscommunication. There was a lot of like little errors with all these new uh, receivers that were coming in. <laughs> and I mean, we're going deep into our depth chart. We uh, yeah, we signed free. We activated like everybody on our practice squad. Our practice squad is empty right now because we just pulled all the receivers off. We got uh, yeah, Winfrey, Winfrey out there and oh, St. Brown's out there. Yeah, there was. You guys are deep. Yeah, Amari um, Rogers is out there. Yeah, Amari so, Rogers had a, a lot, a lot of uh, movement in the backfield. He was utilized a lot, a little decoys yeah. in there. Yeah, Kyle um, had a couple big touchdowns. Yeah. So uh, I wanted also. I mean, of course. I mean, without without the Packers run offense, I mean that that was like a huge major key uh, during that game. If they never got that run game going that Cardinals definitely would have won that game. And I mean, good thing AJ Dillon had a great game. Aaron Jones had a great game receiving and rushing. Um, Aaron Jones scored a touchdown. AJ Dillon didn't though, right? He did not, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he put some good work in. Um, I want to say, I mean, Cardinals offense just, I mean, they couldn't really get anything going when it, um, especially after like D Hop left. Uh, it was it was really rough. Chase Edmonds, I really wanted to give credit to that. I actually never even wrote that down, but I was just thinking about it. Chase Edmonds definitely like saved them in multiple situations, and it was just like that clutch third down player to get that first down every single time. They looked for him a lot. I mean, if he wasn't on the field, I mean, oh, God. 
who knows what the outcome would have been. I mean, and now Kyler's hurt, right? I yeah, mean, Kyler's hurt. He might be out for This is our problem mm -hmm. that we're going to have to look at. Speaking of injuries. Yeah. Speaking of injuries, we've got my all-time favorite yeah, we got player. Big Bob Tanyan. Big Bob Tanyan. We're big fans of him. Now he's out for the season. With a lateral. Yeah. Tore his ACL. Very ACL. sad. Yeah. Very big loss for Green Bay. Big Bob is down. Rest in peace. Mercedes Lewis and Josiah Deguero. Yeah. The girl, however the hell you say it. Josiah's keeping up, and Sweet Lou with the sweet feet. He's been having some big plays sweet this year. So. Sweet feet. Yeah, we'll see if they can keep that up. So, I mean, end of day, I give a lot, a lot of credit to the Packers to overcome what they're like. No Adams, no Lazard, you know, it's a. Uh, and. Yeah, no, no, no Scantling, no Jair, and I mean they still come out here and they just beat the only last remaining undefeated team in the NFL on the road. So a short um, week. yeah, Very I mean I give them a lot of credit. I boosted them up Saturday in my power rankings because of it, and I mean I'm definitely going to be leaning towards them to win most of their games now. After seeing that, I don't think you can really put them as an underdog. Even with injuries now, I mean Aaron Rodgers is a fucking wizard. So yeah. he just knows how to win football. Yeah, he makes magic. So uh, let's go on to the next game. We yeah, got the Panthers at the Falcons. Yeah, and this game, I mean, I, I took the Falcons, uh, but I mean, I did have those. There's always the chances that the Panthers, Panthers definitely are like the better team. But, like, the Falcons were playing hot, and the Panthers weren't playing good at all. So it was like I was kind of just leaning on the Falcons to win this. And, um, I mean, it was it was a bad offensive game for the Falcons. Uh, Kyle Pitts really couldn't get anything going. He um, had six targets, only had two catches for 16 yards. Um, the run game... Yeah, I mean, the yeah, run game wasn't the greatest. 20 team carries for 82 yards. I mean, it just... QB play wasn't really there for the no, game. This was a low-scoring game. Yeah, so, it, it was sloppy. It typical was sloppy. Atlanta fashion. They didn't show up in the second half. I believe they were ahead at the half by a couple of points, and they scored zero or three, three points the entire second half. Offense was non-existent. Matt Ryan had a couple costly interceptions. Sam Darnold sucks at football. He does. They rely on Chuba Hubbard, and now it'll be McCaffrey. So maybe we'll see a mixture of them both or something when McCaffrey's back. I don't know. But yeah, they're going to rely on whoever the running back ends up being a lot because Sam Darnold is very limited. And it hurts uh, basically elder wide receivers for fantasy, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. I'll become useless when your quarterback can't get get you the ball. So yeah. I would just play whoever Carolina's running back is. It's clear to me now that their offensive scheme is going to be to run the ball, considering they threw it 24 times, rushed it 47 times. So even Darnold's running now. He had 60, 66 rush yards. Uh, so I think Carolina's just going to be a rush team. They'll play well against defenses that can't stop the run. But for those teams who have good defensive fronts, they're going to struggle. And we saw that against the Giants, one of our only good aspects is their defensive line. So that's why they weren't able to move the ball. Yeah. But Atlanta, they just – they struggle on offense sometimes inexplicably with all the – I mean, they're without Calvin Ridley now for whoever knows how long, probably the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm down bad about that one. But they just – they didn't get Kyle Pitts the ball, which they were starting to do the last few weeks. And Matt Ryan just played like dog crap. I mean, he took a few oh, sacks because he just he freezes sometimes in the pocket. He fumbled, but I think they recovered it. But he just freezes sometimes. I don't know if it's old age or he's just played so many downs of football that he just lags sometimes. I don't know. Yes. But I can't see why. Yeah, that's just the one thing about Matt Ryan. He's a good quarterback. Besides the that fact where he just. His lag's behind sometimes. He can't think as quick for some reason. I don't know why. But 
Atlanta lost one at home that they should have uh, ultimately won if they just played better on offense. So unfortunate for them, but good for Carolina after they lost four weeks in a row, I think it was. Yeah, no, that was definitely a good uh, win for them. They needed that really yeah, bad. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore debuted as well. Probably helped yeah. their pass. And now Stephon Gilmore is coming. Uh, not, fuck, he just made me say his name. CMC is coming <laughs> yeah, back. McCaffrey. Hopefully, hopefully. We hope he'll um, be back next week. Hopefully he's healthy this time because he came out last time and then literally ended up out within plays later and then another three weeks. So Yeah. Um I hate to see when he's yeah. not healthy. But I mean, being a Saints fan, I love watching both of these teams struggle, so I don't really care. Yeah, that um, was a struggle. <laughs> struggle game. Yeah, they're both, like, iffy teams. I mean, I really feel like the Saints could be with them, but, I mean, we're somehow overcoming because our defense. I mean, defense. we still got a long way to go, but yeah, we do. so far yeah. so good, buddy. Yeah, now look. Um, yeah. So, next up, we got um Dolphins and Bills, and – uh, this game did start out really slow. Yeah. I think it was like 3-3 at the half. It was right? tied 3-3 at the half. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bills weren't moving the ball on the first no, half. No, no, they couldn't. And then they came out in the second half, and they were hot. They Yeah. They definitely fixed things in the second half. Yeah. And they were able to put up a lot more points. I mean, really in the late third quarter going into the fourth yep. when they took over. Yeah, when they took. I think they had yeah. three straight touchdown drives. Josh Allen had two TD passes. And that's all you on. need, dude. You yeah. take over the game, and I then mean, you go their into defense is really underrated, though. Too, I it mean, is. You it is. I love. Can't underrate that part of their team. Oh my god, I love the Bills I mean, defense. They gave up some short passes to Tua, but for the most part, they were blanketing their receivers downfield. Waddle wasn't able to get anything going. He had twelve targets, only four catches. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only had three average three yards of carry as a team. Twenty-three carries, sixty-eight rush yards. So both aspects, pass and run defense, are on point for Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, Second half, their offense woke up and they looked like Buffalo. They were able to win by 15. Ended up being 26 to 11. Tua Tua has been hot the last two weeks too, um, especially for fantasy. If you needed him in fantasy, so, yeah. I mean, he's um, starting to run this a week. Bit more. He had a rush yeah. touchdown. I mean, this season. week I definitely expected him to have a little better of a week, but I mean, it's I'm mean, Bill's defense is very good at the end of the day, um, so. I didn't expect too much, and I figured that the Bills would definitely just dominate this one game. And in the second half, you definitely saw it. Yeah. Um, Finally got a Stephon Diggs touchdown. Yeah. I think he's only got two or three. In but the, the star, the star of the game was definitely Cole Beasley. He had 13 targets, yeah. 10 catches, 110 yards. I mean. Thank you, Kevin. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> Kevin dropped him in. Yeah, I mean, I snagged him a couple weeks ago. He's had a couple big weeks for me. I finally put him in the lineup this week. Put him in the lineup. He, he made up for um, Robbie Anderson's goose egg. Devontae Parker, another one, had 11 targets, eight catches, 85 yards. I mean, neither one of them caught the touchdowns, but that's mainly where the ball was going. It was Devontae Parker and a lot of Cole Beasley. And I mean, of course, I mean, Diggs got his usual couple catches he didn't do as good yeah, as i think we also, would expect but we had a rare goose egg this game i think from emmanuel sanders i don't think he was. oh my god yeah that was another thing tj tj started him in fantasy and he finished with zero yeah, points i don't think he even got a target no, no, no. four targets yeah no four catches. targets no catches wow. zero yards just nothing happened yeah. straight donut for him i think cole Beasley's starting to take over that third <laughs> horrible for fantasy owners because he's been so consistent the last four weeks and then you just start him confident against the Dolphins, which is a great start in my eyes, and he gets you a flat zero. Yeah, that I mean, is bad. That goes is- to show you, Josh Allen's just gonna throw to whoever's open. He's not gonna force the ball to certain guys. Even Stefan Diggs, who's had some slow games this year. Yeah, I mean, he's still up there in receiving yards, though. Top yeah. 22, 25. But- um, yeah, I mean. Overall, good game for the Bills. Yeah. I mean, we expected them to win. Um, could have been even worse if they were could have got things going in the first half. But yeah, if they showed up for both halves on offense, this would have yeah, been, this could have been sloppy. Games, but, but I mean, hey, Miami's they still got the job good. done. So um, let's go on to the 49ers and Bears game. Yeah, uh, 33-22, 49ers ended up winning. I did take the Niners in this one. I didn't think the Bears stood much of a chance. 
Um, I will give credit. Justin Fields did have one of his better games. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah. Hey, but so did Jimmy G if, this year. If anything, this is probably Justin Fields' best game on the year. Yeah, but just um, think, he's one of his best games. And he still only threw for 175. It, exactly. I yeah. don't think he's even thrown for 200 if, in a start. If he wasn't able to rush like he was, th- this would have been another horrendous yeah. game for Justin Fields. No, and Fields. he saved those, so, that one rush plan, that broken down fourth down where he yeah. ran right and ended up coming back all the way around the left side and took it to the end zone. Yeah. That was a beautiful play. I will give him that. He's um, got talent, but just his passing, I don't know. Yeah. I am convinced. I wrote I wrote this down. Uh, dude, I'm just convinced Devo Samuel is just something different. Yeah. Like I with I just feel like Jimmy G would have and same with Trey Lance, like they both depend on him way too much yeah he's second in receiving yards and yeah he's having a absolute crazy year um honestly like oh man i mean if he keeps this up he could definitely win like offensive player of the year type thing i mean or even he was hurt a lot of last year so like i mean even offensive like like comeback player of the year Mm -hmm. I, i don't know how all that Exactly works, but like Devo Samuel is having an amazing year. Nobody expected it, and he's having another great game. Was against the Bears. Elijah Mitchell was able to get things going. He had a huge game. Um, He was huge. 137 Uh, rush yards. Yep. On the other side, Khalil Herber also had a good game. Yeah, at least um, being the featured back until Montgomery gets back, it looks yeah. like. And I heard uh, Montgomery, isn't he coming back like next week or the week I after? think it's by week 10, so probably. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're coming up. But they play on Monday night, so maybe he'll be back. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Oh. But for the receivers, it looks like Mooney is Fields' favorite target. This week he had nine nine targets, six catches, 64 yards. Bro, I was looking at go to team stats. Go all the way to the bottom. Look at that time possession. Yeah. The Bears' possession time was 15 minutes more than the 49ers. And it's just like the Bears literally did control that ball game. Yeah, they're they rushing. Ran the ball a lot, but- That's what I'm saying. Their running game was more efficient than the Niners. And when it came to clock management, they're able to kind of push the ball. But when it got to the other side of the field or yeah, it got they closer. Stop big plays is really what happened to them on defense. Yeah. Debo Samuel had an 83-yard catch uh, from their own 15, I think. And then Mitchell scored a touchdown off that. Yeah. Jimmy G had two short rushing touchdowns after they had big plays to get him in the red zone. And uh, that's what the Niners do. They kind of score in big plays. Remember yeah. when we were watching the Niners and the Colts game? Like nothing was happening. It was raining. And then the Niners came out and ran three plays and scored. Yeah. And then we were like, what the, f- what the hell? Yeah, they like, can... That came out of nowhere. Offense. I mean, yeah. Jimmy G had a couple rushing touchdowns. Yeah, they're very quick and hot with their offense, but they're not consistent. Now, you um, finally got some rushes this week. Yeah, keep he he that. did. He did. I mean, you definitely want to keep an eye I'm on Wait for him to break out. I'm keeping him on my bench. I won't drop him. TJ did. did. I won't drop him. I think he could turn it up eventually. He really could, does. but it's like it just really comes. I think it's worth keeping. Niners need some easier matchups. They have a very hard schedule well, this yeah, they're year. In the hardest division. Yeah, and that's another thing. They got to play all those teams. At least the Seahawks are pretty easy right now. Yeah. So maybe Rams they'll get a matchup against the Seahawks soon. Yeah. Well, actually, didn't they? Didn't he get hurt? Who? No. Yeah, they already played Niners and Seahawks. Yeah, and did. Seahawks scraped by. Yeah, that was when Wilson was playing. So. Yeah, Wilson was playing. And literally, Niners could have won that game, too. Yeah, but Niners get Cardinals and Rams the next two weeks. So. Oh, God. Then they get Jacksonville. So. Okay, at least they got Jacksonville in the near future. <laughs> um, by then, it might be too late. That's a good bye week. Yeah. Jacksonville. Um, so, I mean, next game we could talk about, we could talk about the Steelers, Steelers and, and the Browns. Browns. Um, I did take the Steelers on this one. Uh, I was just, I, I was really confident in the Steelers. They're really hot right now. And, I mean, just the Browns offense, it's just missing something. I mean, Baker isn't really 
just getting the job done when it comes to passing on offense. If you can't pass in football nowadays, you're not going to be able to. Do you think it's a chemistry win thing? Football games. It, it might be at connect. this point. And I mean, like DJ, would, like you were just talking about that whole clip about like OBJ and stuff. It's like they they need to fix that passing offense. They have one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL when healthy, and it's just. It's crazy to see them. Like they could definitely fall off very quickly unless they figure out. Yeah, Browns are one of those teams. They could go either way. The second half. That's what I'm saying. Like they could either be a top team, or if they don't fix this passing offense, they're going to be a bottom team. Yep. Their defense is top ten, top fifteen around there. Like they play great games. They can really control games too, and their rushing offense is great. It's literally just comes down to Baker and the wide receivers. And it's not even really like, it's definitely part Baker, but I really feel like, I don't know. I mean, you think it's play calling too? You think maybe they don't? Well, I think it's mostly Baker. His reads, I don't know. He's a, yeah. he, When he rolls you know? out, he seems to like throw it to the guy who's covered more than the guy who's open, which I don't, I don't know. I've been seeing more film on it of him just not throwing to the open receiver a lot of the time. And especially in key situations on third down, uh, this past week against Pittsburgh was where they struggled three for 10, 0 for 2 on fourth down. Just a lot of key plays that they weren't making on offense was what caused them to not put up a lot of points. Um, Chubb moved the ball. I mean, he's you could tell he wasn't 100% healthy, but he still had 16 carries for 61 yards. Um, Baker, you could tell, who's also not 100% healthy. Um that could be a lot to do with the Browns' struggles is their in- injuries. Odell's playing through an injury. He only had one catch for six yards. Um, we Unfortunate. Also, we got to bring up one of the funnier plays, probably the funniest play of the week. Oh, Pittsburgh's fake field goal, Boswell rolling out to the right, and he got absolutely crushed on the sidelines, like lifted off of his feet and thrown into the sidelines. Oh, my God. Then they didn't call roughing the passer. Maybe they should have called Ralph the kicker. I don't know if that's a thing I'm yeah, not what to do. But what do you pick here? That man got obliterated and got a concussion and was out for the rest of the game, leaving the Steelers without a kicker and leaving their kicker with a pretty bad concussion. So that was not a very successful play call. But despite that, they were still able to win. Najee Harris had a pretty decent game on the ground, 26 carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Big Ben actually had an efficient game passing as well, 22 for 34, 266, and a touchdown. Deontay Johnson's still getting a bulk of them targets, 13 targets, six receptions for 98 yards. Uh, he's safe to start as a wide receiver one every week, in my opinion, if you got him. I'm jealous I don't have Deontay Johnson in more leagues. I am so happy I have yeah. him. Oh, oh, he's yeah. a beautiful pick because he's oh. getting the – I have him in all my leagues. <laughs> and the targets, even when Pittsburgh wins like that this week, he's still throwing up. And then when Juju 13. got hurt, everybody that owned Dante yeah. Johnson and, and Nishi Harris just starts rubbing their hands together. Claypool's like, oh, a certain yeah. level of like inconsistent. Oh, yeah. They're like, I mean, Deontay's the guy every week, yeah. regardless. Um, I want to say, uh, I mean, oh yeah, Nishi Harris. I mean, of course, is just performing yeah. every single game no, he's he been is one of the best rookies this year no doubt um definitely up there for rookie of the year right now yeah. and i mean chase, i figured yeah him and jamar i want to give it to jamar still yeah. i mean i know jamar had his first bad week but it's like still yeah i mean just jamar's been a superstar harris has also been up there so it's i feel like it's gonna come down to those two and i mean i know there's a couple other heads that are in the race i mean we'll see as the year goes on but these two are just son special yeah um i really like harris i think he's going to people have him for like fantasy and keeper leagues like you're set for the next two years until like he might start you know, wearing down because the Steelers are going to run this dude into the dirt. Yeah, so no doubt, but. yeah, that's what they do with their running backs. And I mean, that's why I feel like most of the NFL does nowadays. They just like, I feel like, I mean, Derrick Henry, you're finally seeing it. he's finally out for a while. And I mean, now we're going to have to see how he does when he comes back. Um, I mean, yeah. 
bringing us to our next game. Man, what what do we got? Biggest blowout of the week. We got the Eagles. Oh, the yeah. Okay. okay. 44 to 6. Eagles ended up winning this game. Dude. They, they, DJ fans, was going hard on Their me fans last were screaming for them to run the ball last home game they had. And boy, did they run it this game. Oh, they ran. They only had 16 pass attempts and 46 rushing attempts. They had 46 rushes for 236 yards. And they didn't even have one of their running backs. They didn't even have Miles Sanders. They did it with Boston Scott and Howard. Howard and Gainwell had 13 carries. Yep. Gainwell didn't do much. But Gainwell didn't Howard. really do much, but Scott had um, – I know Scott and Howard basically did the same thing. They both had 12 carries. One did 58 yards. The other did 60. Um, Hertz was able to run the ball. Yeah, He's always been able to. Too. Yep, and then the touchdowns. Yep. They both had two, right? Yep. That's crazy. Huge week for them. That's crazy. No that's one would have thought to start either one of them. I no, absolutely not. The... That's what I'm saying. And T- that's why TJ started him and it backfired on him. Yeah, I mean, his backfire. Eagles win, but it stings him in fantasy. I mean, so, I mean. And it hurts stung anyone in their starting yeah. in fantasy. Despite them putting up 44 points on offense, Jalen Hurts did not record a single touchdown. Yeah, I traded him in fantasy, so I'm kind of happy about that. But I got my homes here and have the hottest week. You don't hear me the old lighter? Oh, yeah, my bad. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, got the booth um, but the Lions are just, ah, man. Like, some weeks where they look I very gave up. competitive and very ready to win a football game, and then they have weeks like this where they just don't show up at all. I gave and, up. And they're on their home stadium, and they're just getting absolutely obliterated. I wish MCDC would give up, but I feel like he's no. not going to give up for no. like, he wants to win. four weeks. He's very no. serious about this job, you could tell. Dan Gamble. He feels for his players, and, like, I don't know. It's just sad that... Yeah, they can't win a game. I mean, I want them to win at least one. I know, Kevin, you put $5 down on them to go 0-17. But I personally want to see the Lions win a couple games here in the second half of the season. I just don't want to see their fans go through all this pain of an 0-17 season. Like, Just think how hard it is to go 0-16. Imagine with an extra game, you still can't win. Back in the their fans would be getting destroyed. And you know they got it would just be Tim Boyle, which probably would produce more than Jared Goff. No, I just think they there's no weapons for him. I mean, no, they forced the the Hawkinson this week. Yep, (laughs) I was gonna say the only person that had a good game was Hawkinson. Run game non-existent. Jared Goff is literally just yeah. Jamal Williams was out. It was just DeAndre Swift, and he had two point three yards of carry. And they also had. Some guy named Yugo Bouquet or some crap. He made a big catch, 25-yard catch. That's Jared Goff. There's no 18-yard catch, but it's just Jared Goff in the background. Just so wanted oh. to give him a shout-out. Yeah, Jared Goff, live. Do I have a Sharpie? Well, I mean, we're going to have a live interview here with Jared Goff live for just a little brief Jared segment Goff. here while we review this game. Jared Goff, why Jared do you Goff, suck? Jared Goff, how does it feel to be 0-8? Now that you're not on a team that you're coaching, your defense can carry you. Sounds like trash. Thank you. What Jared Goff, why do you smell so bad? Jared Goff, why do you smell? What the fuck? Interesting. I'll leave you to go back to your sack of shit life in Detroit. Um, adios. Jared Goff, uh, <laughs> why is Tim Boyle better than you? How do you spell Jared? J A R E D. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah. I'll fuck this up. This will be bad on the stream. <laughs> no, we're officially renaming this trash can the Jared Goff trash can. Better fix it. Yeah, this thing needs to be. Fixed. We were saying it when he was on the Rams, and now look, I they know, made this dude. trade. Rams are seven and one, or six and one with a bye. I'm sorry, but Detroit's zero and eight with, the, with Jared Goff. Matt Stafford superior. Jared Goff trash. Look, look what you can fit inside Jared Goff. All this garbage. You fit all that trash. Wait, these are his receivers off. inside. Besides Hawkinson. The only one. Oh, the crap on that team. I feel bad for people like DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Yeah, Swift actually could be young Dak with some talent, but he's just stuck in Jamal that sack Williams. of shit team. They didn't want me like that girl <laughs> issue. I gotta go. <laughs> Jamal oh, Williams is a fucking funny man. Um, I feel bad. He's on that team as well. I do want to give 
I mean, I do want to give some credit to uh, the Eagles' defense. They have been, I mean, they've been losing a lot of games this year, and their record might not show it, but their defense has been playing a lot better than the past, especially last year. Their defense, their secondary was so bad last year, and they turned it around this year, and I really like their defense. TJ really likes their defense. I'll speak on his honor. Um it really just comes down to Jalen Hurts. I mean, luckily they were ahead of this game and they were able to run the Lions into the ground, literally. Um, but yeah. like, if, if this was a close game, then it would have came down to more on Hurts, and then we might have saw a different game. And it was just really fortunate that the Lions were really sloppy with the ball, and the Eagles weren't when they came out. And I mean, I mean, you saw. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the Lions basically lost this game themselves. Yeah, I mean, they the they do. Do anything besides run? Literally, they not in their own kneecaps. Hurts nope. Hurts did nothing. Nope. Didn't, <laughs> he didn't have to. No, he didn't have to. Probably the easiest game of his career. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, we'll go to our next game. We had one of the best games of the week. Yep. Titans and Colts. And I wish John was here, but he's too yeah. bad. He's too busy moving yeah, furniture moving. right now. He's so moving out of that old house that seems to be a curse for his Colts. Um, this was no a game. Is that what he's saying now? No, I, I, he's no. saying the Winston no, house is a no, curse. No, oh, I was going to say, dude, I'm going to be dead. Yeah, move the peanut with him. Yeah, the peanut and the raisin. Dude, the peanut. They all they all need to go, dude. Yeah. Jared Goff can stay though. Jerk off. Um, seen. You can't even see him because it's I want to speak about a couple things from this game because I was there with John watching this whole entire game. And uh, Carson Wentz played absolutely pathetic down the stretch. Um, I know John would even agree with that. He had a horrible pick six. It was tied 24-24. They had the ball two minutes left. He threw, throws a left-handed pass right into the defender's hands, and he walks into the end zone. And then he drives him down and scores to tie it up to go to overtime just to throw another horrible pick in overtime to get Tennessee in the easy field range to win the game. There's a couple couple things in this game that were interesting. Derrick Henry, he you could tell he was not himself. Um, the whole game nope. he was limping around the field, and he only had 28 carries for 68 yards, so he didn't perform well at all. And then it comes out, he's got to get surgery. Now they just lost him for the season, potentially, and they yeah. signed Adrian Peterson. So good luck with that, Titans fans. Um, but the one guy who balled out this entire game was A.J. Brown. He was getting open every single play, every time the Titans were throwing. He was basically their only receiving target. Um, he had 10 catches for 155 yards. No receiver had more than 23 yards um, besides Brown. So he was their main target. Uh, Michael Pittman for the Colts side had a huge game. He had two touchdowns, 10 receptions for 86 yards. Uh, he's proven to be a legitimate wide receiver number one in the yes. league. Uh, that's the one good thing for the Colts because going into the year, you kind of were wondering who their top guy was going to be, especially with T.Y. being hurt, and now he got hurt again this week. I think his third injury of the year. So who knows? I know he's already out for Thursday night with a concussion, so who knows if they'll get him back. Um, but Jonathan Taylor, he had another good game, 70 rushing yards and a touchdown. Didn't do any much in the receiving game. Oh, no, he did have three catches, actually, for 52 yards. Um, but, yeah, I mean, on the cold side, just those Carson Wentz turnovers were really what killed him. He had three passing touchdowns, but those two turnovers couldn't have been any more untimely for them. <laughs> they got ahead early. They were up 14-0 with the ball. They were looking great. And then they just gave back two touchdowns easily right before halftime. Kind of took the wind out of their sails a little bit. And, I mean, they tried to get it going late, but Wentz just made some horrible decisions that cost them the game. And it sucks because Indy's the team that can hang in there with these top teams, as, as we're seeing, as they only lost to the Rams by three, Titans by three. Um, they beat the, they almost beat the Ravens, should have beat the Ravens, beat the Niners. But they're three and five now, so it'll be interesting to see if they can get it together and learn how to win games yeah. in the second half of the season. Um, I will say I want to give a little credit to um, Tannehill. I mean, yeah. Derrick Henry wasn't able to get anything going. And, I mean, they had to lean a little bit more on Tannehill in the past. There's no Julio Jones. It's really just A.J. Brown. Yeah, it was just um, A.J. Brown show. 
It was the AJ Brown show. I mean, both quarterbacks they they didn't really play. They didn't play bad. They didn't play like good either. Uh, I do think Tannehill did have the better day. He was a lot more um, accurate with the football than Wentz was. Wentz was forced to throw a little bit more. It looked like. Um, and I mean, twenty-seven of fifty-one. I mean. Compared to Tannehill's 23 of 33, I mean, definitely going to end up. They both threw two picks. I mean, like I said, it's not a good day, but, I mean, one of them got the job done, and it was definitely Tannehill. If Wentz didn't throw that pick in overtime, I mean, we'd probably be talking a different story right now. But, I mean, Titans did pull it off at the end of the day. Sorry, John. I mean... On the bright side, now for Colts fans, I know Derrick Henry. I mean, things that look a little better, I guess. But they're end of the day, they're still six and two now. Yeah, yeah, they're still six and two. Colts are three and five. Yep. So I mean, now you guys are like like four or five games back. That's kind of kind of rough. Now you're three or four, but still. Um. We can go on to the next game. Definitely one of the upsets of the week. Um, this was the upset of the week. Yeah, sure. this was crazy. Um, Mike White just baller status. Mike White just came out balling. Comes out with his sack and high. He did the Bengals. They put up thirty-four points. They put up how many yards of offense? Let me see. It had to be 500 yards of offense. 511 yards of offense. 511. I mean, Mike White, 37 of 45, 405 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. Ignore the fucking picks, okay? Like, the dude only threw eight completions on 45 pass attempts, okay? Nobody's perfect. You're gonna probably gonna throw a pick when you're throwing 40-plus passes a game. Um, yeah. Michael Carter was huge, was absolutely big for them. Um, he had a great game. Jamison Crowder was also somebody else who had a great game. Yep. Um, for sure. I mean, I mean, Carter had 100 and, uh, 172. Yeah, yards, that's what I'm saying. Like, total, that's with a touchdown. He, I started him in fantasy. That's crazy. And, um, I think it was nearly Chris. And I yeah, he paid out. Yeah, he paid out. Thirty-two. He had 15 carries, 77 yards, one touchdown, nine catches, 95 yards. Yeah, if that's he crazy. Can start getting starts like that together, he could become a running back. I mean, yeah, and it really comes down to Mike White. I mean, the Bengals are a good team, too. It's not like the Jets just came out, Mike White just came out and just beat some like yeah. booty team like no, the Bengals are literally, I just had them in my top 10 for power rankings, and that, that just doesn't really make me I mean it does make me rethink things a little bit. You should definitely be able to beat the um Jets. Mm. They really couldn't get any I mean, their offense definitely wasn't its normal self. The receivers I felt like weren't getting open like they normally do. Uh Jamar Chase had a quiet game. Demi T. Higgins was their leading receiver. He had four catches for ninety seven yards. Um Burrow really couldn't get the ball going too much. Yeah, no. He didn't really have that bad of a game, though. I mean, he threw for 259 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, threw 21 to 34. Could have been worse. I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, Mike White was just hot. He just came out and he really performed when everybody literally thought Joe Flacco was probably going to be the potential starter after yeah, no, they White did that was, trade. Mike White was amazing this game. Yeah. All you could ask for. Yeah. And now apparently they're talking about starting him over um, Zach Wilson if Zach Wilson came back. Just literally off that one performance. I mean, we'll see how he does Thursday night against Indiana. That's another thing. Yeah, we need a little more. Because last week more. when we played, he threw a couple picks. But he play. gives he gives one more good sample, bro. And then people are like, okay. The Mike White train. We'll it's see. It's the Mike White. I'll hop on it. I'll hop on it. I love when, like, shit teams get a good, like, sleeper quarterback and he starts, like, popping off. Yeah. Like Gardner Minshew a couple years ago. 
Like he just came out really hot for the Jags, and I was like, oh, dude, this guy's like pretty dope. Minshew. Yeah. All right. Well, next game we got. Uh, we'll go to four o'clock games now. Later games. Uh, we got the Rams versus the Texans. Rams ended up winning this thirty-eight to twenty-two. Uh, it was thirty-one to zero. Absolute blowout. Texans ended up getting some hammy touchdowns at the end. Um, but this game was dominated by Matt Stafford and the Rams offense. They had three hundred two passing yards, three touchdowns for Stafford. Uh, Henderson had 90 rushing yards and a touchdown. Sony Michelle had 42 rushing yards. Uh, on the receiving end of things, Cooper Cup led, led the course. Rams per usual. Course. Cooper Cup had 115 and a touchdown. Uh, definitely outshined Robert Woods again this week. Um, Davis Mills salvaged the day in the fourth quarter again. Some dinky touchdowns. He had one to Brandon Cooks and one to uh, – Brevin Jordan tight end, it looks like. Oh, my God. They put up all their points in the fourth. And the Texans didn't run the ball at all. Only 14 oh rush attempts, and they split it between four guys. It's probably um, the whole secondary practice squad that was in I just never range. thought there'd be a day where they're on an NFL team, there's not one singular running back worth owning in fantasy. And this might be the day the Texans just – how do you split? You're already only running 14 times because you're losing every single Dude, game. you're better off picking Multiple up. touchdowns. You're better off picking up Mark Ingram who just got traded to yeah, the Saints. and now you're going to split 14 <laughs> carries between four people. Like, that's insane. Just pick one guy and give him 14 Literally. carries. It's not that many. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I mean, um, like you were saying, Daryl Henderson, good day. Stafford, good day. Cooper Cup, good day. Uh, on the other side of things, Brandon Cooks, I mean, he's just going to perform every single week. They don't have any other talent on that offense. It's literally just Brandon Cooks. Yep. Like Brandon Cooks show. He's going to get how many targets he had this week? Let's see. I bet 10 plus. I ain't got to look. Um, you know, he had six for 83. I know, but how many? Targets, did, oh, no. He, he was six for six. Yeah. So, yeah, he had six targets, six catches. So. Yeah, that's a little low for him. He's definitely normally getting the nine to twelve, even more. Yeah, a couple of those weeks. As long as he's producing. Yeah, and I mean, he's always definitely gonna. Other than that, that's like the real only talent on that team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, that'll lead us to the next game. I watched this whole. Oh, this game. one, this one is, makes me sad. Yep, Patriots ended up pulling off the upset. Oh, fucking Chargers! They yeah, let me down again. LA twenty-seven, twenty-four Patriots. Now we're getting to the point where we gotta start questioning if the Chargers were are complete fraud. Yes, uh, literally, I need to know last that. year, and everyone hyped yes. them up this year. I did. I was on the L away from being 500 again. I was on that hype train. I was Um, on that hype train. Mac Jones came into LA and he had a decent game, but this was dominated by uh, the rushing attack. Damian Harris had 80 rushing yards and a touchdown. Bolden had some key runs as well, four for 26. Uh, Stevenson had eight for 25. Mac Jones only had like a slightly above 50% completion, but he made some timely throws. Nelson Aguilar had a big 44-yard catch. Hunter Henry had a big 33-yard catch. Yeah, tampon there. Uh, yeah. On the Chargers side of things, I mean, their offense, they started hot early, but then they just became stagnant until the last drive in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, Eckler had the touchdown early, first rushing um, on the first drive of this game. And then after that, he really was quiet. I mean, we knew he was playing through an injury, but, yeah. The Chargers offense just wasn't able to yeah. produce like they normally were the first five weeks of the season. And, I mean, Jesus, we're, we're looking at when everyone called the Chargers legit, really, the teams that they beat to make them legit were the Browns, 500, the Chiefs, who are 500, the Raiders, who we project to lose a few, quite a few games. I mean, they are some good teams. Well, they were, but yeah. now we don't know. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So that's I mean, what I'm saying. We're, yeah, that's it. Maybe Washington the first week, who yeah. people thought was going to be good, but now they're two and. Everything's seven. unraveling. Yeah. We're starting to yeah. figure some things out, but at the moment, we definitely had to put the Chargers up there because they were being freaking good teams good. that we thought. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's looking so yeah. hot for him after this week. I'm so, moving him down for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they're going down. Um, they're losing to the Patriots. Anymore. I think the Patriots do need a little respect. I said this last week. The reason why I keep them high in my power rankings is because of their defense. Yeah. Um, They fixed it and from Harris last year. really good. 
and 23 Mac, carries, you got to start him. Mac player. Jones doesn't need to play like amazing football when you have a defense like that. That's the yeah. same with the Saints. Like you can have sloppy quarterback play if you really have a good defense yeah. that can make up for it. It is the only time. And you just need to not make mistakes. And yeah, yeah, and you really do need him. That's keep what he's those been mistakes good at. Small. I mean, he's yeah. been doing a lot of short throws, a lot of riskless yeah. throws. They run, dude. Saints and Patriots play very similar football right yeah. now. Yeah, they do. They're kind of run heavy. I mean, Damian Harris also did 23 carries, 80 yards. I mean, not the greatest, but they're giving him the carries, so that's always good for fantasy owners. Yeah. Um, um, all right, we'll go to the next game. Uh, this game, it was interesting. Seattle ended up blowing out Jacksonville, thirty-one to seven. We thought Jacksonville was going to keep this game close, potentially win it with uh, Geno Smith out there, but really they just underperformed that offense. James Robinson got hurt early. They kind of took the wind out of their sails. They relied on Did Trevor he? Lawrence. I yeah. didn't know James got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt in the first. That's four. why he only got four. Yeah, fancy. Yeah, he was. Oh. It was supposed to be a multiple week injury, I didn't know but that. now he got switched to day to day. I think oh. he's going to be all right for next week. That's why so, I didn't. I didn't watch this game yeah. at all. Yeah, I he got hurt early, and they rolled him off for the rest of the game. I was too nervous about my Saints and Buccaneers game. I was like, I'll just recap these other games. <laughs> but yeah, Gino. I mean. It's crazy to me. He threw 24 passes, and 19 of those were to Lockett or Metcalf. So he was basically only looking at two guys every play. Lockett had 12 catches for 142 yards. Metcalf had six for 43, two touchdowns. No other receiver had more than one catch. Um, Collins ran the ball most. He had 10 for 44, and then they split carries with uh, Homer, Penny, and DJ Dallas got a carry. But Geno Smith, he, he played a good game. I mean, 20 for 24, no turnovers, two touchdowns. He did his thing out there. And, and Seattle dominated on defense. Bobby Wagner had 14 tackles. Jamal Adams had 10 tackles. Uh, Jaguars only put up seven points. I mean, you're not going to win a game when you put up single-digit points. That's really all I got to say about that. Jacksonville stinks. <laughs> That's how I feel. What do you think, Chris? you think Jacksonville sucks? Um, yeah, I mean, I think both teams are kind of boof, but I mean, I guess it was nice for the Falcons that they were able to find something to spark them on offense to, um, this game, I mean, lift them 31 points. When it's crappy teams like this, you can just go down to the coaching, I guess, and just tell the people who's going to outcoach Urban Meyer any day of the week. Yeah. And they just, it definitely showed. That's what this boiled down to, I think. I mean, um, I don't think Urban Meyer is really anything special, no. honestly. His air is going to be short-lived in Jacksonville. I really New do. New coach think. next year. I'm the yeah. 100%. Man. Yeah. Um, he'll either go back to college or being on Fox yeah. doing shitty broadcasting job. Yeah. I don't got much to say about this game. I didn't really watch it Yeah, I didn't that watch much. it either. I mean, that's what I'm saying. By the time I looked, um, it was just like it was out of hand, and then I had to pay attention to my Saints and Bucks. So. Yeah, the next game I did watch quite a bit of um, Washington at Denver. Denver ended up pulling out, pulling the game out, seventeen to ten. I did take Denver. It was a defensive battle. Um, this then, whole game, I, I mean, figured. I mean, we figured it would be defensive, but yeah, low scoring. Also, kind of sucks. But, it does suck. But the Broncos' offense might be worse, honestly, because they just they just refuse to run the ball. They always throw so many passes with Bridgewater. He always either takes a bad sack on third down or just makes a bad throw in an untimely spot that just is the reason why they can't put up many points. And I think if they just ran the ball with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams just a little bit more, they'd have some more success. But what do I know? They're happy scoring 17 points a week. That seems like they're maxed. I mean – Corlin Sutton only had four targets. Very sad there. Jerry Judy was back, came back this week. He only had four targets. So they're throwing the ball, but he, I don't know, Teddy Bridgewater, he's just, he's annoying. I feel like he puts up decent numbers, but if you watch the games, it's just easy throws that anyone can make. And I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's good production-wise for getting your team down the field and scoring points. No. Because eventually there's going to be that fourth and nine, or the third and nine, and then he's going to have to throw the ball past five yards, and that's when he's a totally different quarterback. So, I don't know. Broncos, they did enough to get by. A crappy Washington team at home, but 
ultimately, I don't, I'm not very high on Denver. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs or do any damage. But until they get a new quarterback, at least. Also interesting, uh, Heineke completed 24 passes. Eight of them were to J.D. McKissick. Yes. Uh, he's taking over, it looks like. Terry was very quiet. Jerry Gibson. Judy was very quiet. Yeah, you'd almost want McKissick over Gibson. Fantasy, um, I'm starting to think at this point. Corlin Sutton was very quiet this week. Yeah, was this game a... was just bad for offense. Yeah. I mean, Melvin Gordon snagged a touchdown. Two touchdowns, actually. One rushing and one receiving. So, hey, I, he was chilling on my them. bench, and I was sad about yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say. And uh, got a trade with the Von Miller. Yeah, Von Miller got traded to the Rams, that's right, for a second and a third-round pick. Apparently, uh, the Rams were so mad that they picked Jared Goff with the number one overall pick that they just don't want any more draft picks ever again. They're like, we picked Jared Goff, and he sucks so bad. Talk about how that's going to change the Rams. I gotta use yeah, well. So, yeah, I mean, the Rams just they don't care about their draft picks. They just want players. I mean, they traded – High draft capital for Jalen Ramsey. Same thing we're seeing now for Von Miller. But that's going to make an already great defense even better. So that's scary for them. I mean, scary for the rest of the league, honestly. The Rams defense. Sean McVay said uh, his reaction when he got the trade offer. He's like, no fucking way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I don't doubt it. That's obviously something you got to say yes to to get a player like Von Miller. Um but I think that's going to bode well for the Rams going forward. It's going to suck for the Cardinals, and it's going to suck for the Niners and Seahawks trying to catch up to them in that division. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we can't go to the next game. Yeah, we got to wait for Chris because it's the Saints in the box. So <laughs> what are you, we can keep talking about either how bad Jared Goff sucks, Jared Goff trash can, or the, we're all for the Jared Goff slander. I mean, at this point, this dude deserves it. They're 0-8. He's not doing shit to help him win games. He looks like a gutless fucking guy out there. He's a little pansy in the pocket. There for sure. I'd rather see Tim Boyle. I don't even know if he's their backup anymore at this point. They also have David Blau. But Jared Goff is just so fucking trash. That's all we've been talking about since you were gone. Because I don't want to start Saints Bucks recap without you. I know. That's so I, I started the trash can Jared Goff. But now we'll move to the Saints and the Bucks. We got Chris back. Saints! All I want to say is 36-27. Saints pull it out. Let's go! Trevor Simeon's a goat. Take it away, Chris. Saints are better than the Packers. Somehow. Not really. And with with NFL math. NFL math. Saints beat Packers and Saints beat Bucks. (laughs) So, I mean. The Bucks beat Packers Saints win. Saints win Super City. Bowl because we be Super <laughs> no, Bowl. No, Saints chance. don't win Super Bowl. Saints choke the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, you're Saints right. Yeah, Saints. it'll be Trevor Simmons. It'll be Saints chokes in the first round. Packers oh, in the no. NFC Championship, and I don't even have to. All right, right. tell me so, that uh, the stars are not aligning for the Packers to win the Super Bowl. I no, mean, they kind of are. I mean, if this is Rogers' like goodbye year and Adams' goodbye year, like the stars are kind of aligning seven games in a row. Yeah, he and Adams got COVID, and they still win without him against the seven and zero team on the road. Like with only like two games to drop a, or two and, days. And you to got drop the last dance. You got uh, you know, last time you threw two picks in the opener. Yeah, all right, like, booth pack. No booth pack. pack. Packers are it's Saints it time. Yeah, it's Saints time. Saints time. Yeah, no booth James pack. Winston went down with a. Yeah, so Jameis done. Okay, yeah, to done. take him, throw him out the but window. Okay. Done in New Orleans, so sure. what do the Saints do? We don't know. We're gonna talk about it Saturday. I'm a little nervous right yeah, now. We'll have but, more clarity hopefully by then. Yeah, let's. What they do in practice but speculation to all, I don't know to talk about this Buccaneers game. I mean, the Saints defense. They did what I said they were gonna do. On the podcast Saturday, the defense, the Saints defense steps up like they, I knew they would. Um, I mean, yeah, they ended up winning the game on that pick six. And, I mean, containing the Buccaneers to seven in the first half, that's huge. Um, that cushion really did help because, I mean, the Buccaneers came out in the second half. They were very hot. They scored multiple times. Like that, they scored, I think, a field goal and two touchdowns, like in three straight drives. So they were putting up points. Saints were not. Simeon was not doing anything. 
He he went three and out two times in a row, and the Bucks capitalized on it both times. Now we're talking a close game. Um, we were able to put up a field goal, and then, I mean, oh. Yeah, the one thing Simeon did, didn't do was turn the ball over. Yes, really yeah, he played. I noticed that he was very good with ball security. Anytime, like, he was, anytime he felt pressure, he would literally just curl up, like, into a little ball and just take the sack. Anytime he would roll out, if he didn't feel confident, he would literally just throw the ball out. So, I mean, he gave up on a lot of potential plays, but he was not risking turnovers, and that's all that Sean probably asked him to do. And at the end of the day, defense stepped up, and we ended up winning the ball game because of it. So I'm very happy. I mean, I did take the Bucks to win this. Huge victory. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very, very happy that the Saints were able to, able to pull this out. Um, Fournette didn't have a good game. Mike Evans did have that one touchdown catch. Other than that, he was really quiet, like I thought. Um, no Amp Brown, Godwin, huge day. I mean, there's only so much you can do to contain all their wides and all their talents that they have on that offense. Uh, Fournette, very quiet day. We were able to contain him. Um, a lot of people were talking about watching Fournette this week just because it is the same. It's defense. Um, you know, watch out when you start your running backs up against the Saints. They're going to sting you in the ass. Um, so uh, next is the Cowboys and the Vikings. Oh, fucking cool. I fell asleep in the freaking third quarter. The game was so goddamn I boring. like that game. Dude, the freaking game was so boring I fell asleep. I, I literally, I'm not even going to lie. Cooper Rush. Oh my God. Cooper Rush looks like someone who dressed up as Carson Wentz for Halloween. That's all I have to say about this game. I don't care. Vikings. I'm still not sold. Vikings still not sold. disappointed. Uh, Cowboys, dude. The Cowboys literally Fuck won Vikings. without Dak. Cooper got, Rush had three hundred. Cooper had three hundred twenty-five passing yards. Vikings defense was absolutely abysmal. It was just terrible to watch. They couldn't move Cowboys. the ball on offense against Dallas's Swiss cheese defense. It was terrible. Dalvin Cook could not to get anything going. Usually, he's got it going every single week. Defense course, stepped up, bro. Of course, the one week he struggles is against Dallas. I think Dallas is about as good as Foles oh, yeah. can get right now. Uh, I think that every single Dallas fan <laughs> thinks that this season is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, and they're trapped in the middle of the rainbow. They have no idea. They think this is it. This is their year. But in all honesty... Again, there's just three or four teams in the NFC alone that I believe are better than them. So I don't think you can put them ahead of Green Bay, the Rams, or the Buccaneers. So until they prove to me that they're better than either one of those three teams, I don't think they're legitimate Super Bowl contenders. So um, the Vikings suck. I mean, so <laughs> Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, 18 carries, 78 yards. I mean, like, not the worst. Could have been way better. Um. Z kind of did have a slow game. Um, didn't get his normal workload. Uh, the Cowboys did pass a little bit more. Yeah, Cooper was throwing. Yeah, he was. Uh, 40 total uh, pass attempts. Cooper Cup had a good game. CD Lamb had a good game. Cedric Wilson had a good game. Like, all the wides ended up having great games, and everybody was really worried about it for fantasy. The only person who didn't have a good game was Dalton Schultz. He only had two. He had seven targets, only had two catches, uh, 11 yards. He was kind of disappointing for me for fantasy. I still pulled it out, though. Mike Thank God. Um, in the Cooper Rush show. Yeah, Cooper Rush did fumble. He did throw a pick. But overall, I mean, he did, did get the job done. Threw for 325, two touchdowns. Yeah, Mario um, CD. Played better than I thought he would. Uh, I definitely thought the Vikings. Vikings definitely should have had this. They have the way better offense, with, especially with Cooper Rush out there, but they just couldn't get things going at the end of the day. And, um, yeah, and their defense is bad. So it's like, yeah, I mean, Cowboys did it again. 
and now they're six and one. So I'll give them props. They're a good football team. Yeah. Um, we have to go to this pain fest. Yeah. And then the last game of the week. Last night we had the Giants and we had the um, Chiefs in Kansas City. Let the Giants fan take it away. Oh, I watched this whole game. Uh, Chiefs won it 20-17. Um, started out early. Chiefs offense was not moving very well. Nope. They scored the first They're touchdown. Both. But the Giants answered real quick right at the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter. Um, other than that, I mean, I think it was 14-10 at the half. No one scored the whole third quarter. Giants took the lead 17-14. And then Chiefs squeaked out two field goals. I mean, that's all they scored in the second half, I believe, was two field goals. But, of course, leave it to the Giants offense to put up 17 points again. Um, 17 points or less in 13 out of 24 is offensive-coordinated games by Jason Garrett. Yeah, it's just it's absolutely frustrating. You're not going to win scoring 17 points or less. Nope. So if you're doing that more than 50% of the time, you're going to be a losing football team, and that's just what the Giants are at this point. Um, like, I wish I could tell you we just played the big, bad Chiefs and lost by three points, but we played a shell of the Kansas City Chiefs, man. There's a lot wrong with that team right now. They're not clicking at all offensively. Um Kelsey was basically non-existent the entire game. Tyreek Hill carried everything. Uh, it was it was just a painful game, honestly, because it gave me hope the entire time we were ahead uh, in the fourth quarter, 17-14. to 14, And we held them to a field goal, 17-17, and then we were right there. Just the offense couldn't get it done. Coaching mismanagement is happening every week at this point for the Giants. Uh, they wasted all three of their timeouts in the first half, so they didn't have any at the end. Um, oh, they had no timeouts at the end in the fourth quarter either. Um, they just they use timeouts like they're like like they don't matter, but realistically, timeouts oh. are the Giants. Timeouts uh. are one of the most strategic things you can do in football, uh, as far as controlling the clock and either extending your possession or using them to make sure your opponent doesn't waste time. So the Giants just don't understand that. They just think it's like timeout. Oh, we can't we can't get the ball off in time. Timeout. Fuck it. Timeout. We some player got to tie a shoe. Timeout. Fuck it. Like I don't know. It's just the little things lose you football games, and that's why we keep losing by three, six points every week because we don't do the little things. And I mean the Chiefs do. They're a winning team in the last two, three years. They've been to two Super Bowls. They know how to get it done in the fourth quarter. They knew what they had to do. They moved the ball. They stopped us on defense, and Giants lost again by three points. The usual, the usual three point L twenty seventeen, two and six, pain, pain, and, pain, and it's pain, just pain. Because you know, no matter how talented this team is, the fucking receivers can't stay healthy. It's like a revolving window of talent. You have three different guys every week that could be starters on any football team, but it's never the three same guys, and they're never all healthy. Someone was out there limping like Shepard last night, and then he got hurt again because he was playing hurt to begin with. And now Tony's hurt again. Uh, Galladay's still out. Uh, Slayton didn't look like himself. Uh, John Ross is actually looking like a good signing, surprisingly. He's making big plays just about every week now, one or two big plays. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's just dog shit as usual from the Giants. I mean, we'll get Barkley back next week, hopefully. Not that it'll matter. The season's already so far gone. Dallas is so far gone in that division, laughing at everybody else, struggled with two, three. And they're still winning with Cooper Rush. Yeah. That's and the they're like, one. oh, you struggle to win. We could put fucking Cooper, Cooper Rush in. It's like know. Andy Dalton's like Siamese twin. It is. And they still win football games. So it's just painful to watch as a Giants fan. Wow, we're over here with our full squad. Yo, white guys with red hair, man. They kind of kill in the NFL. I know. I mean, white guys are red hair, man. They got something going. Defense gets so they confused. They do, dude. They're looking at. Let's I go. Know. I don't know. I mean, just pain is a Giants fan. <coughs> That'll basically wrap up the week. It's just pain from a Giants fan. That's what happens yeah. when you put the Giants on Monday night. You're going to get a sad wrap-up from me because we never win. We're 0-9 in our last nine. You get a nine. sad recap from oh, me. Oh, yeah. 0-9 in the last nine. 
primetime games the Giants have been on television. Nice, dude. That's so good. Every time we're on, it's just pain. You just know it's pain. And then we have a, a primetime game pain, pain, pain. later on season against the Bucks. So oh, look <laughs> pain, out for pain, that. Pain. Why did they just around. put the schlappering? They do, dude. For the Giants, dude. yeah. Last All year we played football, football too, and we lost by three. So maybe that means the Chiefs are gonna win the Super Bowl because that's what we did to the Bucks last year. Lost uh, I mean, the Packers are going to win Super Bowl. No. No. Chiefs. No. Chiefs Super Bowl. Saints. Simeon. I think the Saints might be better than the Cowboys, honestly. And I honestly think... No, I'm, no way. I can't do that. I, I can't even admit it, bro. I would. The Saints have defense wins champions. We have defense, and they do, and it does. I think you could hold down Dallas's offense, and if you can get some Taysom Hill action going. Oh, my God. But All I right, guys. It'll open more for Camaro, I think. Right. All right, we're gonna be calling it. Yeah, um, we gotta wrap it. We're gonna. Uh, we'll be back.